Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is also Phil Lamar. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we've been looking at The Raven. The poem by Edgar Allan Poe celebrates its 175th anniversary this year, and so that it's a pretty big milestone. Uh, we've looked at, you know, Raven software. We've looked at Raven from comic books, from Teen Titans, and, of course, John Cusack's film, The Raven, which is... Loosely based, loosely, loosely, loosely based. Did I mention loosely based? On Poe's life. Today I want to talk about the poem itself, but before I do, one thing we've been alluding to all week is ravens and crows. And uh, ravens and crows, it's kind of like toads and frogs. So real quick, I just wanted to go over the difference between a raven and a crow. First off, ravens are bigger. They, they have a larger bill. Uh, they... Their wingspan is like four feet, and they're about two feet from head to tail, whereas a crow only has about a two and a half foot wingspan, and is about a foot and a half long. Um, ravens can also weigh twice as much as crows, so they're they're big birds. But, you know, if they're flying overhead, that you can't really weigh them or anything. So there's some identifying features that you can use to tell the difference between a raven and a crow. Uh, if you look at their tail feathers... Ravens have like a wedge shape in their tail that kind of comes to a point, whereas crows are more like a fan. It just it's spread out evenly across the, uh, across the back. Also, their fingers, you know, they, on a raven, they can, uh, they're spread out farther and they're longer. So those little tips of their feathers that, on the edge of their wings... You know, there's there's more room between. Whereas on a crow, they're shorter, squattier, like all bunched up together. And also, if you're in a like a highly trafficked area where there's a lot of people, probably a crow. Ravens don't really hang around people. So even if you're like, wow, that's a really big crow, it probably is a really big crow. And that so yeah. And then they they talk differently and stuff. Um, speaking of talking, though, let's get into the poem. Ravens, ravens can talk. And they, not, not like parrots, but they can still kind of talk. And Edgar Allan Poe really enjoyed that. He, there was a book by Charles Dickens that came out that it was called Barnaby Rudge. And this was Dickens' first, um, historical novel that he did. The other was A Tale of Two Cities. Barnaby didn't do quite as quite as well, but there was a talking raven in it, and Poe really dug it. He thought it was cool. So then he sets about designing the poem. Now, Poe would write a book called The Philosophy of Composition after The Raven came out, and in it he talked about how every part of The Raven is intentional, and it's fully under his control, and he had it all planned, and you know all the words, the rhyme scheme... Everything like that is on purpose. And that's been disputed over the years. Uh, there's some people that think he only spent like a day writing the poem. And other people 
think it could have been as long as 10 years. So there's a lot of inconsistencies with the story. But he, you know, like we've mentioned, it's a good, it's an outstanding story. Uh, people remember it. And a lot of that has to do with all the symbolism and stuff. You know, if you look at Ravens, Odin had his two Ravens, and they were representative of memory and thought. And so this poem, The Raven, is all about a guy, um, a student, missing his dead love. And so and it bounces back and forth between wanting to forget, but wanting to know she's okay and remember everything. And that is, there's another source that he pulled from. Um, also, if you look at like Hebrew folklore, Noah had a raven on the ark, and it was, you know, it was white, and then it got cursed to be black and eat dead things because of what it did. Uh, but Poe obviously, I mean, I say obviously, surely knew all about all these other ravens because you see little allusions to them in everything. Uh, there's also been allusions to other poems. There was one called The Bird of the Dream that it was pointed out the raven had almost 20 similar lines and phrases and stuff between those two. So people kind of wondered about that. Uh, but, you know, it we, we don't know. Uh, it's, we'll, we'll never know. But the people, you know, now, nowadays, everybody pretty much loves the Raven. We talk about where, you know, you see it everywhere and everything. But when it came out, it was really divisive, uh, strangely enough. A lot of people loved it, absolutely loved it. In, in the popular eye, the, the people, normal people, just went crazy for it. And... To the point where if they would see Poe, they'd be like, oh, it's the Raven. Oh, what's up, Raven? You know, it, it's, it became synonymous with him and who he was. But he never really made any money off of it because of copyright laws and stuff like that. But some scholars were like, you know, this is kind of kids play. The way it rhymes is kind of hokey and cheesy. And it's not really as creepy as everybody makes it out to be. So, you know, they were torn and stuff. Uh, I think that's interesting, you know, when you look back on things that we think were beloved the whole time and that are beloved now, you know, at the time, man, kind of, maybe, not really. Uh, and so that's that's interesting. And the, the poem itself, even when it came out, like I said, it was so popular. So one thing that's going to happen when things are popular is they get parodies. So there are poems like The Craven by Pope, The Gazelle, The Whippoorwool, The Turkey, uh, The Polecat. Funny story about the one called The Polecat is Andrew Johnson found it. Uh, he, was, he was a lawyer and he's like, man, this is good. So he sent it to his buddy, Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln read it and was like, oh yeah, this is pretty funny, but I've never read The Raven. So it wasn't as funny. You know, he wasn't in on the joke. But it would prompt... Lincoln to actually go and read The Raven, and he loved it so much that like he committed the whole thing to memory. He knew he, he could recite it whenever. And so that's, you know, kind of a, a cool thing that Abraham Lincoln uh, it might have been his favorite poem. And I, I think that's cool, you know. The Raven hit a lot of people differently back then, and I think it still does now, you know. 
it's stood up longer than Barnaby Rudge or um, other the the bird of the dream you know all these other things that it was compared to at the time and so does that make it better than those other poems i don't i don't know i i can't can't speak to that but i think it does add to the timelessness of the story so a lot of cool stuff about it and that's just a little bit that we know there's still so much about the raven that we don't know because of I mean, records and I mean we talked about you know when Poe died nobody had seen him for a few days and he shows up in somebody else's clothes like muttering mumbling to himself and then after he died like his death certificate disappeared and all all sorts of weird things going on so it's no surprise that for an author who was so iconic and controversial that there is controversy around his most iconic poem but let me know, are you a fan of The Raven? You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Except on Twitch, where I am Night Nerd Podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.